Welcome back to the CGT Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Thompson. As always, this episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. And this week... We have our first, our original guest, Emily Thompson, back on the podcast. How's it going? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I have... Something in my throat, so I might sound a little strange, but nope. I think it's because of the evening. And also, I'd like to point out that you didn't want to say the whole title of your podcast, and you decided to initialize it. Yeah, we made an executive decision last week. I did, along with the folks over here, that it's too hard to say. And so we just need to use some acronyms, you know? And so that's what we're doing. It's... It's a lot. You can you? Would you like to I'm give not, it a shot? I'm not going to. No, please. I would love for you to to introduce the podcast by the full name. I'll pull it up for you. So whenever you're ready, just go ahead and reintroduce us. Welcome back to Cultivating Gridiron Transformation Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host, Nick Thompson. How'd that feel? I felt I, like I was literally running a race. <laughs> I expected you to mess that up terribly, and you didn't. You did it really well. So maybe you should just take over the podcast. No. You want the keys? I can I can hand you the keys to the ship. There's no keys. <laughs> you know? All right. Welcome back to Cultivating Gridiron Transformation Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host, Nick Thompson. How'd that feel? I felt I, like I was literally running a race. <laughs> I expected you to mess that up terribly, and you didn't. You did it really well. So maybe you should just take over the podcast. No. You want the keys? I can I can hand you the keys to the ship. There's no keys. <laughs> you know? All right. <laughs> So every episode, we just kind of start with some general conversation. And to be honest, I'm running a bit behind this week with the podcast. I haven't been able to prioritize this very much. So I don't have anything like a a topic prepared. So I'll just kind of open it up on the fly. Is there anything that comes to mind that you'd like to kind of talk about? It doesn't have to be football related. It could literally be anything could be football related or sports related, but anything come to mind? What did you think about eating a Chick-fil-A cookie with ice cream this evening? Did you feel like that blew your mind when you asked me what that what does that taste like? <laughs> so for context, we, we took Zion and Trey to Chick-fil-A to get Zion a cone because this kid demolishes ice cream cones like it's – I mean, he's just like in his own world when he's eating an ice cream cone. He doesn't cone. even talk to us. Yeah, he doesn't talk to us. But as he was eating the cone, there was some some ice cream in a cup that Emily and I shared. And she cookie. had a cookie as well, put a scoop of ice cream on top of a bite of cookie and ate it together. And it, I, I did it too after you did it. Yes. And I wasn't, I wasn't blown away. Like it was okay. It you was cool, but you like, didn't think it was delicious. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away. 
Oh my gosh. No. If I could have that paired with every time I eat ice cream, I would be completely satisfied with my ice cream. So this actually, this conversation reminds me of a previous conversation that we've talked about on the podcast. So I'll just keep rehashing stuff because I'm, I'm not putting in time to come up with new ideas. So a few episodes back, I asked uh, TJ, I think I asked Noah what their favorite snack was to eat while they watch football. So maybe imagine that you're watching like the, the Netflix rom-coms that you love to watch. Mm-hmm. What, what's your favorite snack to eat while you're watching? Kids are kids are not around. Like I'm not around. It's just Emily and, and her rom com. Like, what's your snack? You could have any snack you want. If it was the evening and I was watching one of those movies, I probably would be eating some type of dessert. And to be honest with you, I don't think there's any really dessert that I would not like eating. Okay. While watching. Here's the thing, though. It's it's you. You do this thing where you don't give specific answers. Uh, we we need a specific answer. Okay. You can't be like, okay. uh, uh, I do like a general dessert. You know, like <laughs> we need we need a specific answer. Um. Don't overthink it. It's so like what's your go to? Like if you could have anything to munch on while you were watching a good show, you know. Popcorn or cookies? What kind of cookie? Uh, chocolate chip. And if it was popcorn, if I had, if it was actually like anything I wanted, mm-hmm. it'd be popcorn from garlic press, and it would be the it'd be the tuxedo, which is our caramel corn with chocolate, white chocolate, and dark chocolate drizzle on it. Shout out garlic press. Shout out to garlic press. Okay, so that's my answer. Popcorn nice. or chocolate chip cookies. All right, transitioning a little bit because it's all guys in this podcast. No one cares about my. No, <laughs> no, it's all. There's all guys in this uh, league. So, and you're married to me, so you've watched me the last. Obviously, you live with me the last couple of months since football season start. Started. What is your outside perspective of fantasy football as you watch me experience it? I'm in two leagues, this one and another. What's been your perspective on fantasy football as a whole as you've watched me interact with it? If I'm being honest. Yeah, honesty is all I want. You're on your phone a lot more. Facts. Got to make those trades. You spend a long period of time in the trade part, especially not with this, not with this group, but with your other group. Yes. And really, when you watch football on the weekends, you're only watching because of fantasy football. Usually, yeah. Unless it's unless the it was the Bears, like before week four, <laughs> and now I don't care. But the first four weeks of the Bears season, so, I cared. So yeah, it's usually it's you being on your on your cell phone a lot more, and 
you just watching certain games because of the players. Yeah. And then turning it off once you figure out whether or not you're going to do well. Exactly. That's 100% true. (laughs) Do you feel like from your outside perspective, never having done fantasy football yourself, do you feel like fantasy football is like overall a good thing for like society or do you feel like it's overall like not super helpful? Yeah. I think it, I think what you had asked Tom about the community aspect, I think like, cause you had all those guys over at our house just, yeah. What was that? A week ago? Yeah. And I just think that that is, I feel like the community aspect is just a good thing because you're doing something with other men um, and you guys can converse about it when you see each other in person, which is fun. Um, But I don't really know if there's like an actual like pinpoint of is it really that necessary sure. for fantasy football to be around? Yeah, sure. Um, but it, is, yeah. it, it also goes back to, I could say, a lot of other things, too, in this world. Absolutely. Of, of yeah. why is that really necessary? Like, it's like video games. Like, are the video games really necessary for people to play with? And Noah's probably going to, like, jump on me when I say that. But <laughs> <laughs> I hope he does, just because... He jumps on me all the time, so it's just be nice for him to jump on somebody other than me. <laughs> but I, I guess I'm just saying that fantasy football is just like it's it's just a thing that yeah. people enjoy. Yeah, I think like it is really cool to from like a community perspective to help keep people connected or you know keep people uh, allow people a way to like have a point of contact on a weekly basis through a fantasy football league. Yeah. And, but yeah, you're right. Like it's not a necessity. There's so many. Uh, there's there. Yeah, it's a it's a extracurricular activity, if you will, and yeah. like it's not necessary. But and yeah, and also to just lay out the facts, you. This is not on you in any way, but you probably wouldn't have got together with all those guys in the same room unless you were in a league together. Yeah, there's no way they come over just to talk about Jesus is king by Kanye West, right? Like the <laughs> only reason they came was because But I'm of just fantasy. saying yeah, in general, general. like <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wouldn't come either way. <laughs> <laughs> no one only comes to watch Kansas basketball games. Uh all right, anything else you you wanna just talk about anything else comes to mind. I mean, we don't have to talk about too much, but if there's something that came up, we as a family are not ready for the cold. That's all I have to say in regards yeah. to being married. Yeah, we don't have to go there. That's okay. That's personal. I'm just saying, maybe there's someone else that's listening that understands. Winter is coming. Winter is coming, and that's a hard thing. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It's a hard thing. That's all I'm saying. That's all I wanted to say. All right. We're going to jump into some awards next. 
Okay, so every episode we go through a list of awards and hand out a few trophies to a variety of teams. And uh, as always, we start with our Savior of the Week award. And uh, our Savior of the Week goes out to the player that pretty much single-handedly got their team a victory with their performance. Now, this week was a little tricky because there weren't a lot of close games. Like, a lot of the games were blowouts, quite frankly. Uh, So this was a little bit of a stretch, but I went ahead and picked the Crosby Show, Josh Zier's team, uh, and specifically Russell Wilson for the Savior of the Week award. award. Uh, Russell Wilson scored 54 points. Uh, That was five passing touchdowns, uh, almost 400 yards passing total. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, he had a, a crazy good game. Um, Russell Wilson is the number one. Wait, like, is this the same person that the, oh, never mind. That person, it was eliminated. I don't know what you mean by eliminated. That sounds really harsh, but. No, uh, the guy with the, with the frostbite. Oh, Antonio Brown. Yeah. yeah I mean, eliminated is not quite the right word, but yeah, yeah. He's not playing anymore. Okay. Uh, but, this is but a so person. Russell Wilson is a. Uh, I was going to ask if you knew who he was because I I wondered if you might. But uh, for a little bit of fantasy football context, he is scored the most points in fantasy so far this season out of any other player. So that's kind and, of a big. In fantasy, how many points is that? So I'm trying to look at his point total. Uh, he scored a total of 304 points this season, which is the most of any player. That's pretty cool. So have you heard of Russell Wilson before? You've probably mentioned them. Well, I'm just he's he's a few years ago, the Seattle Seahawks. He plays for the Seattle Seahawks. They were in the Super Bowl a few years ago. He's kind of an outspoken Christian, and so I just didn't know if you no. had heard any. Okay. No. Moving on. Next up we got the Answer Prayer Award, uh, also known as the Andrew Luck Unexpectedly Retires Award. Uh, this goes out to the team that bounces back from an unexpected injury, roster change, suspension, or perhaps just takes a chance on a guy and it works out. Um, so actually, funny enough, uh, this is going out to the Crosby Show as well, Josh's team. Uh, Josh, I actually have two players that I'm giving you this award for. So Kenyon Drake uh, scored 33 points in his first start with Arizona. Uh, you took a chance on him. He hadn't played much in Miami, and when he did play, he wasn't looking super great. Uh, And then he got traded to Arizona and scored 33 points in his first game. I don't know if that'll continue, but like that—that's an awesome performance uh, through one game. And then, as a sort of honorable mention, I'm throwing in Melvin Gordon for Josh's team as well. primarily because Melvin Gordon came back halfway through the years almost and maybe a quarter through the year and just hasn't been playing super well. Uh, honestly, this has probably been his best game all season. Yeah, it's been his best game all season. Um, I believe Melvin Gordon scored two touchdowns and uh, 80 rushing yards. So that's, I mean, a big game. It's good to see him playing well. Um I don't know if you know anything about any of those guys. Mm. Melvin Gordon um, sat out like the first four or five games of the season because he wanted to get more money, like he wanted a bigger contract. Can you do that? You can. 
Uh, it doesn't always work out, but so for him, it didn't work out. He didn't get oh. he didn't get the contract that he wanted. But so he, he just decided to play. But he just decided I'll come back and play. So now he's playing again. So wait, so he was sitting on the bench, meaning he was like not. He was in. choosing to sit out because he wanted to get a like on the sidelines, mm-hmm. like he wasn't playing. Yeah, and then now he is playing. Yeah, now he's back, and his coach. Knew that that was why he was sitting on the yeah for sure the sidelines yep. because he was just waiting for somebody to pay him more money. He wanted to get paid more money, yep, and it didn't work out. His coach is the one who pays it, or it's his agent. The owner, oh, I the mean owner. The, t- the owner of the team, yeah. Um, yep. All right. Next up, we have the. <laughs> well, it's well, it's complicated, sense, but yeah, in a sense, you're you're an NFL player. Yeah, like. Do, does he know whatever what other people make? So he's trying to yeah. get to the, like. Yeah, to he like, he definitely has a pretty good idea of what other people are making. Uh, it's complicated. It would be a lot to go into right now. But on one hand, it does feel greedy. On the other hand, I think it makes sense why players hold out to get more money. But I just think that you're just kind of sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. Not helping your team. Well, you're just sitting there like I'm a good player, but I'm I'm refusing to play. Right. Yep. All right. Next up, we got the Time Knife Award, uh, brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible with a verse reference from Ecclesiastes three six, that reads, "There is a time to search and a time to count as loss." The Time Knife Award is handed out to the team that made the best midweek roster move, and this week. Uh, this past week, I'm giving it to myself, actually, throwing shade. Uh, so T.Y. Hilton, the Indianapolis Colts, the number one receiver there, got hurt, uh, was not going to be able to play. Uh, and so I went ahead and picked up his, uh, essentially his backup, if you will, Zach Pascal, uh, the basically number one receiver in Indy until – T.Y. Hilton gets back, and he had a pretty good game. And I don't – yeah, I think he'll continue that until T.Y. gets back. So uh, I'm giving myself credit for that one. What do you think about me giving myself an award? Is that weird? No, I don't think it's weird. Okay, cool. All right, next up we have the saddest award of the week, the Suffering Disciple Award. Uh, verse reference brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. As a cloud fades away and vanishes, so the one who goes down the shield will never rise again. Job 7-9. The Suffering Disciple Award goes out to the team with the least amount of hope and the most amount of grief. And that week, it's Drew's team. Uh, Drew, sorry, man. Uh, but here's the deal. You started a full lineup. And... Your team scored 87 points. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little baffled about how that happened. Like, that seems really low considering uh, a lot of the scoring tweaks that we made. So I'm, I'm 100% certain it's a one-off, just bad week. But, man, that's that's got to be tough to put up less than 100 points um, and to play the team that scored the most points this week and just kind of get – blown out i mean uh noah's team almost doubled your score so i'm i'm sorry man i'm sure it's not gonna happen again but it was a tough week for you 
Um, and then lastly, we have the highest praise award. The highest praise award is where we celebrate the team that had the best performance of the week. And that goes out to Lufa Rash, Noah's team this week. Noah's nice. had the best performance, 196 points total. And you, like I said, just a minute ago, almost doubled uh, Drew's score, who was your opponent. So great game. Any any, uh, any positive words you want to say to Noah and his success this week? Great job. Short and sweet. That's a great job. Yep. Uh, I mean, some standouts. Muhammad Sanu played really well. DK Metcalf. Probably wouldn't expect that again, but he played really well this past week. Um, yeah, so great job, Noah. Way to pull out the victory. All right, so to finish up this episode, I just wanted to kind of run down the overall standings. I realize we haven't really done this on the podcast, and I know it's something that you guys can all look at yourself, but I thought it'd be fun to just kind of run down the the, the standings right now. Uh, so so right now, uh, should we go worst to best or best to worst? I feel like you always should go to the best last. Best last? Okay. So right now we have... Ronald, uh, Ronald's team, 12th, ranked 12th in the league with a 2-7 and seven record, followed by uh, Zach Rogers, all snaked up, a 3-6 and six record, ranked 11th. Uh, Drew's team, ranked 10th, a 4-5 and five record. Uh, Noah's team, who has made quite the, the comeback from starting so poorly, uh, is now 4-5, and five. Lou Farash, uh, ranked number nine. Uh, we have the Crosby Show, Josh Zier, four and five as well, ranked eight. Uh, hooked on the Thielen, Tom Kelly, uh, ranked four and five, and uh, excuse me, record four and five, ranked seven overall. And then uh, Bills Mafia, who's been sliding a bit as of late, is now five and four, but ranked six. Uh, myself. Throwing Shade, ranked fifth with a five and four record. We have Tim Trouton, ranked fourth uh, with a five and four record. Uh, we have No Punt Intended, ranked third with a five and four record. And then we have Prescott's Tots, Brad List with a six and three record, ranked second. And Nathan Stong's team, Nate. Nate is seven and two, ranked first overall in the league. Um, Noah's, or excuse me, uh, TJ's team has scored the most overall points uh, in the league, but um, Nate has the most wins and has had the most success. So those are the standings right now. I mean, three through ten, three through yeah, three through ten. I mean, it's anybody's ball game that can switch pretty easily. Um, one and two are a little bit further out, potentially, depending on how some of these five and four teams do and how Brad teams does this week. So we'll see. But uh, what do you think about those standings? Who would you have guessed would be really good? And who are you surprised that is actually not doing well? Can I look at it? Yep. To be honest with you, I would think that Ronald 
wouldn't he in last place? I agree. Um, is it just because we just like we, because Ronald just like so intelligent? Yeah, I think it's just. And it feels like I feel like he'd have he'd have the the skill of being a, no, a good negotiator with like good trades. And, yeah, I mean, it feels and, like, like it's like and, Ronald's world, and we're all just living in it, right? <laughs> I don't know if we go that far. <laughs> um, uh, and then for like the best, like who I think would be doing really well. Well, who are you surprised it's doing? Really? I was surprised that they're like that's I'm gonna like call someone out and like spit fire and I just don't know if any of these guys have been playing fantasy football for multiple years. Mm-hmm. So maybe they already they're all veterans. They're all like they all know how it goes. Well TJ usually wins every single year, so He's third right now. And he's third. Does Tim usually do good? Tim usually does average. He's usually in the middle of the pack. Well, that's which is I right was, where he's I, at right now. Oh, he was. I mean, he's fourth. Though. No, Tim's fourth. Oh. Right a second. Oh. I'd like to see Tim versus Brad in the championship game. I just think that'd be fun. It's like the White Sox Cubs or something like that. You know, the two <laughs> the two pastors going at it. That could be cool. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have any other people. I feel like I feel like people I know that like watch sports regularly, like Caleb and. Um, or as I know, I think doesn't Zach Rogers watch? I don't uh, think the Zach checks fantasy very often. Drew watches. Yeah. Yeah. And Drew's not doing very good. No, not right now. Well, I think that'd be the person I think. I feel like Drew's in it with the sports. Anything else you want to say as we close this up? We need better snacks in our house. Okay. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CGT Fantasy Football Podcast. Or if you would rather say the full length title, go for it. Can you bring it up? (laughs) Thanks for having me. If you don't like me talking on this podcast with Nick then come over to the house and record with him to be fair I've been doing a bad job of reaching out because uh, life is busy and it's hard to prioritize this so but I'm just I'm not saying that in the sense that of of me but I'm just saying you don't want to listen to a podcast with my voice in it because you're like why is Emily on the podcast? She doesn't know anything about football. It's true. I don't. And if you don't want to listen to a podcast with my voice, then I will happily show <laughs> you how to record this and finish the rest of the season. Oh my God. What was it? All over to February? Yeah. It's uh, January. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Ready? May I finish it for you? Yep.
Thanks for listening to Cultivating Gridiron Transformation Fantasy Football Podcast. You guys have a good night. You just held your breath through that whole thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Peace out, guys.